All right. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, bro. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll get started off where everyone does. Uh, where did you get started in crypto and then NFTs? So when I first got into crypto, I I don't know what exactly got me into it. That's not true. So, so in 2020, uh, so I wore this shirt actually because to prep for this it. podcast. So Dogecoin, I bought in 2020 off a TikTok joke thing that my friend was like, yo, you're making a bunch of money. Just throw in a couple hundred bucks. And I was like, whatever. Throw in 200 bucks. Um, didn't nice. think anything of it. Forgot about it. Deleted the app. Didn't even. And then yeah. a year later, I started seeing it pick up. I was starting to get a little bit more into finance, investing. And then uh, Devin texts me, calls me. He's like, hey, dude, Dogecoin's like up like 50,000% or something. And I was like, so he's like, you bought some. And I was like, oh my God. And so I redownloaded the app and I was like, oh my God, I'm up like 10 grand. And I didn't know what to do. That's awesome. So that's what started for me. I started researching, learning about dollar cost averaging, exit strategies. And I was just like, oh, and so I did that, did very, very well. Uh, dollar cost averaging my way out of that. And that was kind of my launch pad into crypto. Okay. And then from then on, I just kind of just got obsessed with it. I couldn't believe I made so much money. And I was like, okay, well, I need to utilize this big bag that I just made and, and just learn and, and figure yeah. this shit out because I don't want to be struggling for money my whole life. So that's pretty much how, how the launchpads got started. That's fantastic. So when did NFTs uh, kind of get on your radar? So I, when the market crashed in May for crypto, I, uh, that was like a wake up call to me that I didn't know as much as I thought. I was like, damn, like I've never actually experienced a, a crash before, but it got me excited. Because as everyone should know with crypto, um, you should not use money that you need to pay for bills and shit like that. So I got lucky. I, that wasn't money I needed. Um, yeah. So I used that as a learning opportunity. We got like crazy obsessed. When I say crazy obsessed, I mean for seven months, I, I did NFTs and crypto for 15 to 17 hours a day. I would sleep every other day for weeks on it. It was really, really unhealthy, but I got, I got like, I just soaked in everything. Yeah, and with NFTs, I got in started somewhere in April or May, somewhere on there. I bought oh, a couple fantastic. NFTs. Yeah, and I just I got really obsessed with that. I bought one or two, and I was just like, "Yo, this is dope. This is way better than crypto." I like how you can there's like a communal aspect here. Right, it's fun. And there was no YouTubers at the time. There's nobody talking about NFTs, so I had no one to look for. Yeah. and so I just taught myself everything and just learned it, learned it, learned it. And then now I'm here, like a month or so ago, when I started my YouTube. I was like, damn, bro, there's no one making review videos. There's nobody making in-depth analysis. It's all next right. 1,000x NFTs. I'm like, this is bullshit. No one's learning anything. I know all this information. Why don't I just make the videos? I've been making videos yeah. for 10 years. Like, I can do this. So, yeah. No, 100%. And, and, and that's when I kind of got into this space. Is I remember 2017 when it was the same thing with altcoins. It's just like, hey, this is going to be the next 100x uh walt walton coin uh it probably someone from the walton family is involved and it's just a bunch of bunch of hype and stuff like that um but yeah it, it's it's very tough when you go to look up a coin and the the header is the next 100x or the next crypto punks or whatever it is um so when you started first buying nfts what were you looking for and how did you how did you find your first couple so when i first got started i remember uh just to I'll fast forward real quick. So yep. I know a lot of people roast me now because they're like, you've only been in NFTs for a year. How can you like know all this information? I'm like, dude, JR and my crypto, the biggest holder of Board 8 Yacht Club, got in the same exact time as I got in. He just happened to pick better decisions because he's right. been in, in crypto longer than me. But um, and I make research based, analysis based. I'm not claiming to know all these things. I'm just analysis or analyzing videos. 
But um, when I first you didn't got get a in, call from uh, Gary V to help. No, you out. dude, I, I, but I love Gary V. I mean, any of your mindset questions, your perspective questions on like yeah. life stuff, Gary V is my man. I uh, attribute literally everything in my entire life, mindset wise. You saved my fucking life so many times with just his content. So big yeah. fan of Gary V. We'll definitely get to him. But as far as NFTs, when I first got started, I was looking for. I was looking at Alex Becker and Journey Crypto. Those are the only two people that knew anything about NFTs. So I was just kind of obsessing over everything they did. I would watch their videos one time at 1x speed. I'd watch it again at 1.5x speed and again at 2x speed. And I watched it three times every single time. And I would just learn their mindsets, learn the way they thought about projects rather than saying, hey, buy this one, buy that one. Right. And so I remember when he, I think Alex Becker called out Evaverse, which is the first NFT I bought, which is a video game NFT. Still a big fan, still holding it. And I remember just being like, okay, so it's aesthetically pleasing. This actually has gameplay. It's actually a legitimate game that's already being played. That's yeah. important. And at that point, I, that was kind of all the basics that I knew. I was like, okay, so it looks good. It's doing well. It's got some uh, support. It's on a good, like it's on Steam, which is a big, big NFT uh, game platform where it was until they stopped doing NFTs. And uh, I just, I remember looking at that and I looked at the community a little, a little bit, but it was more just so I was like, okay, Alex Becker likes it. It looks cool. It's got a real game. I'm just going to do it. It's, it's not a huge investment for me. And I knew it was just going to be my in. I, I've always learned through trial and error. I knew that's how I was going to have right. to learn. And so I just needed to get started. Mm-hmm. So that right there is better than 99% of the, the projects out there because <laughs> they actually have a game. They have a community. I'd say a majority of the projects on the roadmap, it's like two years down the line, we'll have something for you. Yeah. And a lot of it seems like just seed money right now for projects going forward. Yeah. And for me, the big thing was I knew when I, I knew from the very beginning, I'd already had a really big background in finance. So I understood what I was getting myself into as far as I'm based, I'm basically gambling here. And I was like, okay, yeah. so this money, these investments, like I've holding, I'm holding 50 to 75% of my portfolio. I've never touched after buying. I'm just like, whatever, I'm just going to yeah. hold it. I have no idea what's going to happen. The metaverse might come in a couple of years. And then these 2021 NFTs might be just priceless just because they're from 2021. Right. And so I was like, fuck it. I don't need this money. It's fine. This is just, mm. this is my learning money. This is going to be my, my launch pad into whatever my career ends up being in the future. And I had no idea it would be like this, but um, that's just kind of the mindset I had going in. Yeah. So it, you weren't looking to, to make quick flips most. So you'd be more the investor collector type is how, how would you um, say that your, your style is? Now it's definitely switched to that. There was a period where I was trying to make money, but it was only so that I could get more and more access to bigger projects, to learn. It was always that. So like in the beginning, I was like, yes, I want to make some flips. I want to learn. But the main thing, I just wanted to be good at this space. I wanted to know what I was doing. And I just knew I had to just try on error. So now I actually haven't been buying NFTs. I haven't been flipping them. Obviously right now we're at a shitty part in the um, in the market, there's low volume, there's high gas fees. So it's not even a good time to buy anyway. So I practice yeah. what I preach. I don't really buy things right now. I'm not buying NFT projects that are new. I haven't minted a project in forever. I did one just because my discord was like, let's do it. And I was like, fuck it. It's like a hundred bucks, you know? So, but you know, it's, for me, it's, it's about investing. I'm not even looking at the money anymore, especially that my main focus is YouTube and yeah. in my community. It's more about that. And so I still will participate. I still make calls very rarely now, but it's, it's really about, I want to be that guy who I didn't have when I first started NFTs. I want to be that guy who right. I go to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when you were getting into like the games and stuff, did you ever play the games for the, for the NFT projects or what, what was that like? Yeah, I tried, I tried, I, I did a little bit on steam with Evaverse. I played a couple of times, just like beta stuff. 
and uh, my computer, I have like a shit laptop, right? Like I've been traveling for the past six months. Yeah. So I didn't have like a PC or anything. So I had like some trouble playing the game, but I just, I just wanted to get a gist of it. I'm like, is this legit? Is this a game like that? I right. think people would actually play. I'm not huge into video games, Yeah. but I mean, everything about it, I was like, look, this looks promising. It's just a few hundred bucks for me. Fuck it. And you know, I bought, I actually ended up, it's funny. I bought a Celestial Eververse just by pure chance off the floor which is like one of the rarest ones it's like top one percent that's fantastic and i was like i remember looking i didn't even realize i bought it till like a couple months ago i looked at it and i was like wait a minute this is like a this is like one of the rarest ones and i was like holy shit this is dope and so yeah so so what what were gas fees like when you when you got in in april gas fees must have been they i think i've, I've always had the same mentality with gas fees like anything near a hundred to 150 is about like what 150 is kind of like my max like 150 i'm like yeah. ah fuck do i really need this and over the over the course of the summer when i was minting and i was kind of you know it was nft mania like the whole summer it felt like so yeah at that point i was panicked i was, I was foaming in and out of stuff like people would say this is pumping and i was like ah, i gotta buy it and the gas fees would fly up and i'm like ah fuck it whatever and now after i felt all that experience i'm like okay so there's almost never a time where foaming is actually helpful because you can always just buy it later there will be right. a dip there will always be a dip. Doesn't matter what project, doesn't matter who's repping the project. Shaq did Creature World. Uh, Steph Curry did Board of Yacht Club. Board of Yacht Club went from whatever floor, cut 50% of the dip. It will dip. So there's no reason yeah. to FOMO, pay extra gas fees. So that's something I learned. That was a huge lesson that I talk about in all my videos. I'm like, if there's a project you like, do the research, stay up to date, and just buy when it's cheap, when gas fees are low, and just that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Yeah. Usually I would wait until like one or two of the morning to, yeah. to purchase just because I wasn't sleeping at the <laughs> when, when I was doing a lot of minting or, or purchasing. But even now it's still, I don't know who's buying it right now, but apparently everyone's up 24 seven uh, trying, trying to get these projects going. I, I've been telling everyone in my discord, I'm in a, I'm in a couple, um, I'm an NFT analyst for space apes nft and uh okay. they tell me like people in the discord every like what do you think about this project this new project and i'm like guys i've given you the same answer for two weeks every day it's it's not the time nine 99 out of 100 projects in and that are minting right now will do absolutely fucking nothing barracks had the most hyped nft launch ever and they didn't even get to a half ETH floor i'm like guys there's not enough demand right now. This is not the time. Quit fucking asking me. <laughs> and, just, yeah. and they keep asking me, look, there will be a time where we can be degenerates and we can just throw money at shit and it can be a casino. But right now, it's just not smart. Just stop yeah. doing it. And I'm hoping that I can just kind of chip away at it, chip away at it and get people to kind of think with that long-term mindset and just like minimize risk. Like that's all it is. It's you're minimizing your risk. If you're right, that's all it is. Well, and and funny enough, like betting wise in sports you you bet in units and mm -hmm. i think they have a really good example of like hey we're gonna bet like one unit here two units here but it's um it, it takes in consideration how much you're going to be betting overall or how much your pot is so i think yeah. i i think they have a, a good hold on what you should be doing but once again if you're betting you're probably not going to just listen to units <laughs> it's, it's hard because i get it i remember when i first started i was throwing money everything but for yeah. me, I'm like, look, I have the excuse. I did not have YouTubers telling me otherwise. They, everyone was saying, yeah. buy it. All the content saying, buy this coin, buy that NFT. And I'm like, look, dude, you have me. I'm telling you the facts. I've already failed. I've literally lost 
all of my money. I lost so much money in NFTs, like so much money. I'm pretty yeah. sure I broke even. I mean, after I started investing, right, I'm pretty sure I'm finally back up to like balance of zero, probably. Yeah. But I lost exorbitant amounts of money through stupid shit. Probably a lot of gas fees where I lost most of my money because I was filming in and out of stuff. And right. you know, I would list it and then unlist it and then list it again. And I'm, I'm paying $100 each time. Right. And so I'm like, look, I made all the mistakes. You have no excuse to make all my same mistakes. I'm telling you, it's not going to work. <laughs> so... For sure. Uh, so are, are there any memorable uh, projects that you minted or got into right away that got rug pulled or just didn't do what they were going to say they were going to do? Um, no, I've never been rug pulled. I've always been pre, I feel like I've always had a natural spider sense of projects that probably would do well, or at least will not just fucking screw everybody over. So I've actually, I've actually never been rug pulled now that I think about it, but I have had projects where I bought in so excited that it was going to like, I don't know, do something crazy. And it just did nothing. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I just, I, I was freaking out. And like, I bought it and two weeks later, nothing happened. And I'm like, what, what happened? And so I've, I've had a few projects like, uh, what is it? Like Lysergic Mushrooms was one that kind of just, I was really excited about nothing happened. Um, what else? Uh, I can't think of any specifics, but mainly for me, the mistakes came because I bought it at the wrong time. I just bought okay. it when it was just low volume high gas fees and i did that repeatedly until i started realizing like, that's how you don't win that's how you don't win yeah. you pick the wrong time mm -hmm. so when you have sold how did you know it was the right time to sell and like did you have a plan beforehand or how did you go into that uh i i learned through tron air they're selling at the wrong time multiple times and then i had a couple of opportunities where i i sold correctly i sold when we were going up and that's when i really really started to understand the power of what investing really is and you start to get out of the gambling mindset the fuck it mindset the degenerate stuff which is fun for a five percent of your portfolio and i remember when i first started i was like just fuck it like just throw 20 percent. like what if you win it's like you're, you're not gonna win it's just right. not gonna happen if, if it was then way more people would be winning and that's just not how it is so i uh i would i remember i had a couple times where i flipped something for like a really really big profit like five ten thousand dollars i think profit and then i would buy into another project. And I fucked up a few times because I would use that profit and then do something dumb with it. Like I would do a yeah. good decision and then fuck it up. And I'm just like, no. And so now I'm at a point where I've, I've made all the mistakes. And so, yeah, it really just came from me messing up every time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you have, uh, like for, for me or a lot of, a lot of people talking about NFTs are like, Hey, if you're going to get into a project, buy two or three that like, if you really believe in it and then sell one or two of them for profit, and then kind of hold on to it. But now that's that's getting pretty expensive. So would you say be pickier or buy less or what would you suggest there? I still like that idea of buying a few. If, if it's a project you like, I think it's a combination. You, you're picky, very picky. Right. And then uh, especially in a time like this, you want to be picky. Um, and yeah, I, I still say buy three. That's my magic number because I say, if you're going to, if you want to minimize your risk, you sell the first one when you yeah. two or three X, whatever, sell that first one, just, keep yourself safe, play with house money. And then you have two. And then that's when you start to say, okay, now we can kind of say like play the game a little bit. If this is really, really high, like maybe if you want to take the profit or if you want to wait and see if it goes to the moon. And then I always say hold one long-term, especially as a project you'd like, like my bio pills, I'm probably never okay. going to sell them. I just, I like that project. I think it'll do yeah. well. And for me, that, that few thousand dollars that I can make right now is nothing compared to what I think it'll be worth in five, 10 years. Right. So when now, nowadays, when you're making videos, when you're doing stuff like that, when you see projects coming out, what are the couple things that you're looking for? 
So and a lot of my so my reviews have taken off really well, and so people are really liking the reviews. And uh, I, I a really, lot of views lately, by dude, the way. Dude, it's been I've, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never in my life thought I would ever catch the algorithm. I never thought I would get it. I was always like, yeah. oh, fuck, this is such a good video. Like, why won't it take? And, and I guess it was just that I wasn't in the right niche. I wasn't in the right uh, solving a problem part. So right. I finally, I finally filled that that space. But I mean, for me, that the team is is really, really important in, in ways that other people aren't thinking about it. So everyone says, have a good team, a capable team. And I don't think people really think about what that exactly means. I think those are buzzwords that people are using because everyone yes. now, everyone knows, you know, team, community, like everyone knows the words. 300 years of experience on this team. <laughs> exactly. But like the team, like there's small, subtle things because I've been on Space Safe's team, which is a pretty successful project actually that um, I got into the whitelist a long time ago, got emotionally invested and then started to like research the project, ended up joining the team later on. And I have been talking with their team, like with the strategy and the branding a little bit. And I'm like, okay. Um, and I've done really well with my branding and my community and stuff. So I've learned that something that's, that's so overlooked is actually painful is how engaged the team is with their community. Because the number one thing, and I will say this to the day I die, that I've not heard any single fucking, even my favorite NFT influencers, Journey Crypto, Elio, Alex, all those guys that know everything, they're just in a different, they're in a different ballgame. They've got different level money. They, they don't yeah. fucking care. They, they don't make their money off YouTube. They don't make their main money off NFTs. So um, for me, the team engagement with the community, what you need to focus on if you're an NFT project that's new is getting your holders, getting even people that aren't your holders to literally fall in love with your brand and fall in love right. with you. Danny Cole is doing an amazing job with Creature World. I'm not a holder of Creature World, but he's doing an amazing job. People fuck with him. He did he threw a party. He's hanging out with the people. He's talking to them. He's, he's being transparent. He's showing behind the scenes. He's doing all the things that where you're like, yo, I want to be part of that group. I don't care about anything else. That's if you can cultivate that. I mean, Gary Vee does amazing. People want to just be around Gary. They don't give a fuck what he's selling. They don't care what he's trying to say. If it's Gary Vee, I want it. You know, and that, that's that's all yeah. it is. It's just branding. It's just branding. So the team is is easily the most important thing. And keeping everyone in the in the know of what's going on, treating people like family. That's that's really the biggest thing for me, honestly. Yeah. So do you think it's difficult with these 10,000 piece projects or is there a number that you'd rather see just because a discord with I, on most discords, even if they have 30, 40, 50,000 people in the discord, maybe you see a couple hundred in their daily. Do you think there's a better number instead of 10,000 pieces um, for NFTs or what do you think on that end? I actually really thought about that. Um, I mean, for, for me in, in the future, I, I assume they're going to get bigger and bigger as more and more people come into this space. So I'm not, I'm not right. quite sure what to expect from the future, but um, I'm a big fan. I've said this in all my videos. I'm a big fan of projects choosing anything to, to like separate themselves from the community or from, from everybody gotcha. else, because every it's, it's the same shit every time, like all these new projects. I'm like, look, like, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, it looks exactly like that. Like that already did yeah. well. So like, tell me why this one's going to work when that one's already established and I've already done the things first and right. this world being first being early matters. You know, it's the blockchain. People can tell you can see when something's copying the other. Right. So yeah. when you're the first to do something, it's important. And so every project is, is 10,000 is 10,000 or 8,888 or 9,999. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I think maybe, maybe we look too much into that. Cause I don't know if that really matters, but it is true. I mean, in a discord of thousands, thousands of people, there's only maybe a couple hundred. I mean, we have in my discord, a few hundred but there's probably 50 that are super active in there every day and that's that's so, massive 
that's that's yeah. huge like mm -hmm. i i would say i on my sidebar i probably have like 50 or 60 discords and I won't even go and look through the announcements and for a lot of them, I just go see how many people are actually talking. And it's really, it, it's not a huge amount. Like the biggest thing for me is getting into the discords with the, Hey, you have to hold their NFT and then you get to talk to those people. Right. And that is more of a legit conversation that's going on. No one's trying to show a project. And if they are, you're actually looking at it. Um, but yeah, the, the community part is, is massive. It's huge, um, and it if, if, it. if you can, I mean, if I can offer some advice there, I, I think I'm on, let me let me check, actually. I think it's probably, yep. like, less than 20. I'm in less than 20 discords, and yeah. all 20, so I would say probably 10 of them, I stay pretty, pretty consistently. I'm popping in just to see what's going on. I'll talk to people, but, like, 10 of these, I'm just there just to keep an eye in case something happens, but I would definitely say if you're in 50, 60 discords, it's your two it's, it's the same with uh, all these big investors. They say, don't hold 75 coins, just pick 10 right. that you like and yeah. just focus on them, learn everything yeah. about it. And if you still fuck with it, buy more. If you say, you know what, I don't know about this. Wait till it goes up a little bit, sell it, take your profits, move them somewhere else. So that's yeah. what I would say. So I, I have my main folder of, I think maybe I can pull it up in a hot minute. It's uh it's about seven projects and then yeah. below it is like some of the games that I might be in and some mining groups. But um, yeah, no, there's definitely some that's like, Hey, I, I almost got in here. I'll leave yeah. it and maybe come back and <laughs> exactly, check in, exactly. in a month or, or something like that. Um, other than community, what do you look for in a project? Are we looking for uh, staking abilities? Are we looking for a game in two to three years? What, what's something that catches your eyes? For new projects, uh, I'm not I'm not impressed when I see staking. I'm not impressed when I see DAO voting systems. You know, we got a roadmap. It's like, look, everyone's doing that. That's not something that's going to set you apart anymore. Before it did, you know, two months ago, if you had a, a staking method, you were yeah. that's crazy, you know. But everyone has staking, and let's be honest, all of them are going to fail. Every single one is going to fail, except. I think I mean the only ones that are going to actually work are the ones where there's literal utility to actually trade and sell and swap the token for certain things like i don't know if cybercons is going to work out i'm a little bit hesitant on cybercons i know everyone says they're the best thing ever but sometimes i look at it and i'm like it's almost like too exclusive for the staking part to work but i mean i have no i, have, I need to do more research on cybercons that banana token but most of the projects are copying some version of that and it's not going to work right. because you're not cybercons you're not that exclusive group and so it's really difficult to come up with a staking model that's actually going to work it's a great buzzword. It gets people excited, but let's be honest, who's actually made money from staking? I've lost more money staking and unstaking than I've actually made staking the project, you know? So so is, is that just uh, gas fees trying to move it yeah, around? Dude. or Yeah, it's yeah. expensive as fuck to stake and unstake. And if you want to sell it to make profit because it's pumping and you want some liquidity, you got to unstake it. And it's just like, it goes all this shit. And then if you unstake it and you forgot to take your tokens out, you sometimes you lose it and you're just like, bro, this is... This isn't working. This is only for to people to be like they're staking. It's like that's for a lot of projects. That's what it is. Right. So I would say they need to do something different um, for projects that are established already. I think they're fine. I think they've if you made the cut before the last NFT bull like cycle, then it's yeah. like okay, whatever. If you did whitelist competition growth campaigns, it's fine. You were there before everyone started doing it. You you get a pass. But for now, like if you're coming on the video game, everyone says you're coming on the video game, a movie this and that i have no idea what to expect because i haven't even seen the projects from three months ago five percent right. of them are actually pulling through so i'm like 
I don't know what's next. So that's kind of the things I'm thinking about right now is what's coming next in the next wave. What's going to set those projects apart? And is it going to be the established projects or is it going to be the new projects? And I'm betting that's probably going to be the established projects. I don't think many new ones are going to do anything impressive. I think there's probably 30 projects that will, 30 projects that will go almost to zero when the bear market comes, but still stay alive and will come out of the ashes when the bear market comes, when the bull market comes back for NFTs. But yeah. I think I think 75% are going to go to zero and they'll just they'll just teeter on basically nothing. And so, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think of the projects that have, have bought some land in the metaverse or Decentraland or wherever and you get like a percentage? I think Gambling Apes has a casino that you can yeah. get a percentage of that. Like, what do you think of those types of projects? I'm a fan. I like I like anything that's even 5% different. I like that. It's It's one way to kind of not cement your way, but. It's, it's a way to kind of establish yourself. Say, look, we, we got something a little bit extra here, and this is legit. If you're buying land in Sandbox or you're buying land in whatever game, it's like, okay, so that's that's actually a real step forward. And so I'd love to see what, what the next moves are going forward. But if you're doing stuff like that, if you're actually making moves, because that's step two after you say, I'm going to be in a video game or we're going to be part of a video game. It's like, okay, well, we need to see some real action, like spend some of your money that you made, your fucking millions of dollars that you don't even need for to start an NFT project and do some real action like yeah i think it's a great idea if you're if you're buying in like deadfellows i know is doing like concerts in the sandbox i think and yeah. i just think it's very innovative thinking i don't know if i don't think that's where it's going to stop and i don't think it's going to go in the direction we think but i think people who are doing that and thinking ahead and really making moves are probably going to be the ones that make it mm -hmm. so what do you think about the nfts that are selling merch as well do you feel like that's a cash grab or do you think that's like hey i actually want to be a part of once again, this brand. I think it's I think it's all about timing. Um, I think it really, really matters how long you've been in, what kind of demand you have in the project. If you have a project where your founders have facilitated and fostered a community where people genuinely fuck with you, they fuck with the brands, they want the creature. Like I keep using that example because it does such a good job. I think it's still risky to buy in at this floor, but um, because it's like, I don't know how much it's like. Five, I mean, it's thousands of dollars at this point. So like, yeah. you are taking a risk because it does depend on Danny Cole. It does depend. If he fucks up, just like Jungle Freaks did, you know, two weeks before the Jungle Freaks racism thing came out, I was like, guys, if you're buying in at a one ETH floor, you need to understand the risks. If we don't know who this artist is, I didn't do enough right. research. Obviously, if we had done five minutes extra, we would have found all those pieces. But I was like, look, this guy's not a legend. He's just some dude who worked in a magazine for a few years. Everyone's just hyping it up. There's no reason to buy this project at $5,000. Wait for a dip if you want to buy in. And so I think it's really, really important timing. There's some, there's some projects that, that can pull off merch. I also am very picky on merch. If it looks like a YouTuber's merch, I'm going to roast you. It looks stupid. It's definitely a cash grab. Same with my merch. I'm not coming out with merch for a long fucking time. I've yeah. always wanted to have my own clothes, but it will not be fucking merch. It will be clothes. It will be apparel. It will look good. It'll be quality. It will be expensive probably, but it won't be some stupid YouTube stuff. Like I don't want to see right. that from projects. It doesn't help. And if you've been, if you, if Board of Yacht Club comes out with a clothing line, that'll probably work. You know, if, if yeah. a project like that, where it's a couple thousand dollars yeah. for a shirt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that kind of thing, it'll probably work. But if fucking like, I'm trying to think of a project that's just like a normal project. Uh, like, I don't know. If, if you some can just say punch project, anything. And there's yeah, if, fucking, if, if whoever a project just came out with clothes, it's like, yeah, you'll probably sell some. But what is that really going to do? What, what are you really creating out of this like little shirt thing right you, you know so it depends mm -hmm. why and it depends when yeah so 
I think a lot of people have different reasons for buying NFTs. And I think recently, like artists are not really talked about as much. But when you're looking into an artist, uh, is there anything specific that you're looking for? Are you looking at their following? Or are you looking how good their art is? What do you look there? That's actually funny you asked that question because, I mean, I can't remember if you saw the, the post with Sydney Espo's um, art. She's an artist that I called out recently. And I had had her on a podcast about a month ago. Um, when she just she just launched her first NFT set, which is that yeah. uh, the fifty fifty or the, the set of fifty collection, and I remember on the podcast that was before I was on Soul City. I didn't even like the Solana blockchain really. Yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, like I really like this." And we were talking, and I was like, "Well, she seems like a really really creative person." Her and her brother started a video production company from zero. They taught themselves Damn. all this stuff through these like courses that I've seen online, but they actually did something with it. Yeah. Anyway, she has some work ethic. She understands NFTs because I picked her brain a little bit because at this point in the in the project in the podcast, I was like, okay, maybe I'll buy one. It's like 20 bucks. Let right. me see who this girl really is. So I started picking her brain about NFTs, see how much she knew, see how savvy she was. And I was yeah. actually really, really fucking impressed at the end of that podcast. And I remember taking my headphones off and being like, wow, that was a really, really intellectually stimulating uh, conversation. I think I'm going to buy her NFT and I really fuck with it. It's something I've never in my life seen anything like it. I compared it to Yu-Gi-Oh card on the pot. I was okay. like, it looks like this Yu-Gi-Oh card that I've seen, but I've never seen anything like it. And yeah. so a week later I had kind of forgotten about it. And then like it popped up on somewhere and I was like, Oh fuck, I was supposed to buy that. So I made the phantom wallet, bought it. And then I really started to look at it and I was like, man, this is actually really, really interesting. I've, and so I started looking at some of her content, started to talk to her a little bit, started to pick her brain about just extra steps to see what her goals were, if she was looking to dive into this for real or what this was. And after some conversation with her and her brother, talking, talking about strategy and branding, I was like, man, this, uh, this girl seems capable. She's driven. She has experience. She's really fucking creative and she understands delegation. She's not doing all the branding and marketing stuff herself. Cause she's That's like, phenomenal. Yeah. And so she also saw all these good signs. I was like, look, it's amazing art. I see all these good signs. It's 20 fucking dollars. That was the biggest thing for me. It's $20. There's no risk here. Yeah. fuck it i'm buying seven and i'm going to tweet about it because i think this is going to do well i tweeted about it i don't have a crazy twitter my twitter is not the reason that shit blew up i pointed like fidel says uh, i don't know if you know fidel everywhere on twitter he's a big nft photographer uh -uh, he yet. told me about uh about like raising other artists up and like he gave me a platform he bought my nft set tweeted about it blew up that was my launch pad and i was like look this is what i think he did for me, except I think this girl is gonna blow me fucking out of the water i think this can be way yeah. bigger so i tweeted about it like uh, the end of October sometime. And I was like, guys, there's something unique here. There's something special about her as a person on camera, which is massive when you're going to be someone who's going to be the artist, like the right. artist first project. And I was like, she does really, really in front of a camera. She understands something here. I think there's something here. It's 20 fucking dollars. This, I'm not telling you to buy creature at 5,000. I'm telling you to buy a project at the inception at the mint. And so I told people to buy it. I pointed, people saw it. And if it wasn't good art, they would not have bought it. And it fucking right. sold out a few days later. And now it's going for a $5,000 floor. Someone just bought it for $2,500, one of them. And I'm holding her first ever one of one. And That's I'm like, awesome. bro, this is, I feel like I found like, you know how Gary Vee founded Creature World? He was like, I like this Danny Cole guy. And then Creature World took off. Yeah. I feel like I found that with her. I was like, guys, I found her at the very beginning. I followed all the thesis and strategy tips that I do my own. And I think I found her. This is it. And so I made that that gamble and I told everyone this is a very minimal risk thing. And I kept saying that because I want people to understand that it's a right. minimal risk investment. When you spend 20 fucking dollars, there's no gas fees. I was like, this is cool. If this works, great. If not, 
who cares right it's $20 yeah so yeah as far as it being on Solana how do you feel about the centralization or that itself as a platform so yeah I mean it's hard to talk about that because OpenSea is the biggest NFT platform right now they're fucking centralized as ever and right they suck they kind of suck sort of so I think we need to move more decentralized and I think people are starting to realize that so I think if and I've talked to Sydney about this because I, I had no idea Solsi was like in contact with it. That was actually another reason. Solsi verified her, con- her collection in 48 hours. Wow. Never seen that happen before. And I was like, whoa, that's okay. That's one just green flag. So anyways, um, but Solsi's very, very, uh, it seems like they're very, very adaptable, ready to pivot whenever they need to. I like yeah. that as a platform. I, I never really wanted to be in Solana because I saw all these copycat projects of Ethereum NFTs. And so I was like, you know what? I'll make a I'll make a Solsi account. I'll make a Phantom Wallet. I'll just collect art. That's what I'll do yeah. for Solana. It's cheap gas fees. A lot of projects are cheap. It's it's fun. We can raise up artists together. It's cool. Why, why not? You know. And so I have no problem right now with it being decentralized um, because everyone's doing it. But I think if they are making moves toward more decentralization, whatever that means, I, I don't know what it's like to work in a company that that size or that kind right. of thing. But I would love for them to start integrating some decentralized ideas or whatever so yeah so you mentioned your project how did where was the conception of that and and how did it go so i'm a travel photographer i uh like seven or eight months ago i was like dude i'm working in a restaurant i hate my life i'm making a lot of money but what what am i doing here like am i just gonna do right. this forever and i was like i've been wanting to travel i wanted to do van life for a year straight i've been watching van life videos and i was like oh god i just need to go and so for three months, I watched Gary V tell me, it's just all his videos, basically him and Tom Bilyeu from Impact Theory just say, guys, take the chance now. If everything goes wrong, if you fuck up every single thing ever, just come back and like work a few months and you're literally fine. Like you only have a few yeah. thousand dollars. You're going to be all right. And so I heard him break me down for months and months and months. So I got to a point where I started to think like that. And I was like, why don't I just leave next week? I got, ten, I got like thousands of dollars in my bank account. I have a car. It's a hybrid. I can like, I don't have to turn the car off at night. I have AC. Fuck it. Why don't I just go and see what happens? And so I went for two weeks, did a trial, came back. Yep. And I was like, that wasn't so bad. I can do that. And so that turned into a six and a half month road trip across the country, went from Charleston, South Carolina to Washington state and the other side of the country went wow. literally fucking everywhere. And I'd already been in photography for a long time. And I was like, you know what? I'm traveling on my own. I've been doing self portraits for a while. Like I should just do some self portrait travel photography. So I started doing that. I've always loved silhouettes. That's my always been my favorite shot. And silhouettes, um, I think they look coolest uh, black and white, but okay. no one really likes black and white. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll just keep them with color. And then I saw Fidel's account blow up. It was black and white. And I was like, okay, so I guess people do want black and white. I can, Maybe I can sell it. And this is when NFT photography was peaking. Everyone was talking about it. And I was like, Yo, I got some fire pictures. Like I have a lot of pictures actually. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to make a collection. I made a collection called it Joyage and uh put it up nothing really happened for a couple days i was kind of shilling it everywhere but not trying to be annoying i understand that i don't want to be fucking annoying i don't want to sell it if it's just because i'm spamming so i was talking to people in discords like showing my account talking about my story fidel ended up seeing it somehow i guess and looked at my account bought a couple threw a couple or threw threw one tweet up and it literally sold out in five minutes i was door dashing I was literally door dashing because I was trying to make money on the road and I just yeah. pop, 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 pop. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and that was literally the launch pad, dude. I, I had already prepared though. I had 
I say this in my videos, prepare in advance, prepare like you're going to blow up, you know? So yeah. I already had my discord set up. My Twitter looked like an NFT creators, like it, everything looked right. And so when it happened, I was like, I don't have to do anything. I'm, I'm ready to go. And so yeah. when, it, when it happened, I just continued on my shit. I just ramped it up. I went from doing NFT six hours a day to 20 right. hours a day kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's really where it all started for me. That's fantastic. So how did you price it? Was it the 0.05 that most people do it at? Or how do you price your own artwork? So at that point, I had I had no experience selling NFTs. I had no idea what to expect. I put it at 0.03. So I think okay. that was about 100 bucks, maybe something like that. And I thought that was fair. I was like, I think these pictures are worth um, 100 bucks. I mean, I had no idea what the market would look like. I mean, he right. sold, I mean, Fidel sold his at like 0.06 or something like that. It was like 100, 200 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, look, if it's good art, people will resell it. I'll have a royalty on it. I got like, yeah. uh, I think it was like anywhere from seven to 10% royalty. I forget what it was, but I was like, yeah, a hundred bucks. I think that's totally fair. If people really want it a hundred bucks, I think it's, is is uh, healthy. And so I priced it there. And uh, at that point I had no experience really with selling. So I thought that was good. I still think that when you're first selling an NFT project, I know you think you're fucking good, but I feel like you still have to earn your way in like with anything like photography, you have to earn those hours. You know, I think you yeah. still have to in the empty space just because you're good, unless you've already put in the work of 20 years of photography and you've already been selling. Right. And yeah, obviously you're gonna have a different kind of story, but if you're someone new, you've never sold a project, bro, don't think you're the King. Like don't sell your shit. Like I sell, so, I see so many new artists right now showing me on their first NFT project. And they're like, it's only 17 Ethereum. I'm like, bro, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, I was like, are you kidding me? That's fantastic. And Fidel sold his second collection at like 0.1. I'm like, dude, this yeah. is not about money. Like it's about community. And Gary Fee says, if you foster your community and you get people to love you, you will not have to sell anything. You will not have to market anything. They will do that for you. And I, and I believe that. And this, it comes yeah. from a genuine place. Yeah. So when you, from the time that you got uh the photos or took the photos how hard was it for you to upload everything to OpenSea and actually um get that started it takes about 30 seconds and i've, I've showed That's a few people bad. in my discord who want to who want to do their own empty projects they're asking me about the minting process and i was like hey you pay like an upfront gas fee for i did it on OpenSea, so if you do it there so i said yeah you just you say click create you literally upload the picture from your camera roll, like from your phone. That's what I did. I was yeah. in a parking lot, a Walmart parking lot. And I literally just manually uploaded 20 photos, priced it. It was nothing. It was absolutely no cost. I just paid the first fee at the very beginning to, right. to list projects. And from now on, I can, I can literally listen. I, uh, I, I screen recorded one because my friend was like, I'm having trouble. And I created an NFT in 30 seconds on my screen recording and sent it to him. I'm like, this is how you do it. It costs nothing. And yeah. uh, I think it's a lot easier once you just like open it up and click a couple of buttons for yourself, you'll go, oh, right. shit isn't so bad. And that's with everything in life. You know, you, you try it and you finally make that jump and you realize, damn, it's really not that bad. It's like as soon as you get in, you're like, oh, now it's just what do I do next? It's not, oh, yeah. my God, this is so scary. So yeah, it mm -hmm. takes 30 seconds to make an NFT. That's fantastic. So for your own projects, have you put out uh, any more projects? Are you trying to go two, three, four? What, what's, what are you kind of looking at for yourself as a project? So for me, there, there will more than likely be some type of NFT project for me in the future, but it's going to be way, way, way later on the line. Same with my, um, my clothes that I want to do. Um, I want to focus on building my brand, the community first, but I do have one more photography NFT collection. I don't really talk about it because I want people who find that project because there's, it's still not sold out. It's kind of like, I guess it's sort of still, I still tweeted about it at the very beginning, but I had like 200 followers. So like no one yeah. really heard about it. I sold a few. 
And I was like, whatever. And at first I was like, man, I hope this sells out quick. Cause that's like a few thousand dollars that could really help me. Right. And then as my brand started to grow, my YouTube started to pick up. I was like, actually, I kind of like that. It hasn't sold out. It's kind of like a secret thing for like the people who really fuck with me, who want to see if I have an NFT. Cause it's yeah. in all my links. Like you can find it if you do like five minutes of research, yeah. but um, that one's already up. It's my prequel to the joy. Just all the photos leading up to my eventual departure for this trip. And it's, it's actually a really, really special connection or uh, collection for me because I can remember the anxiety, the fucking just being so scared. And I can remember seeing all these pictures and I can just see the growth of me going from scared to just more and more confident to being like, I'm about to leave in a couple of days. And it's a really, really special connection or collection for me. So it's, it's kind of saved for people who fuck with my brand. That's very cool. So for you right now, you said you're doing a lot with your YouTube channel and stuff like that. Are you working with a lot of projects right now or just a couple projects or how does that work? So as far as like other projects to collab with and, and yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I have like, I think there's, there's two projects I'm advising right now, just not being, not being paid or anything, just like popping in, if they have questions. I answer them um, that are very, very fucking early. Like, like I'm talking like less than a hundred followers on Twitter. Nobody knows who they are. I'm not talking yeah. about them yet. I'm just making sure they're doing things right timing things right i'm like making sure that there's this is a project that i'm okay putting my name on and so how did how did they find you they just messaged me like one of them commented on my twitter uh like some posts and i clicked on his page by accident and then saw he had like a weird looking profile picture and i was like that's kind of cool i like that so i clicked on it and then i like went and they joined my discord or something and i forget exactly what happened but basically i was like holy shit like you're launching an empty project in a couple months is that your nft and he was like yeah and i was like that's actually very cool. I was like, I want to yeah. be part of this process. Just keep me in the loop. I'm not going to take over the project or anything. Just keep me in the loop. Let me know what's going on. And then one project is uh, coming out later is um, they basically just, I think he just DM me on discord and he was like, Hey, remember, do you remember me? And I was like, yeah, I actually do remember you from a discord from a long time ago. I recognize his um, username and he's like, look, I'm, uh, I'm on an NFT team um, for this upcoming project. They've actually got these pretty notable people what do you think? And I was just like, well, like send me some more details. And so they sent me more details. We talked about it. And I was like, look, I like it so far. Just keep me in the loop. Um, if there's a deal we can make down the line for some whitelist opportunities or, or whatever ends up being, let's make it happen. But, um, but I talk to them each time and I, I make it very fucking clear. I'm like, look, I will not show your project. I will not make a video saying you need to buy this project. It'll be just like my review videos. I'm going to pick apart your project. I'm going to yeah. roast you where it sucks. And I'm going to compliment you where it's good. And then I'm going to tell people, here are the risks. Here's where you can minimize your risk. If you want to buy it, here's the, like, here, here's the opportunity. And then I'm going to tell them in the videos, beginning, middle, and end, and all my tweets, this is a collab project. I'm working with this team or I'm being paid by this team or whatever. I'm being very transparent. I tell them all that in the DMs. I've screenshotted them. They're on my YouTube. So no one can like be like, this guy like screwed us over. I'm like, look, it's, it's all right there. I'm not doing this the wrong way. I understand. I've seen, I've watched YouTubers. My entire life, I understand how this game works. I'm not going to be a sellout. That's not what I want to do with my YouTube channel because it never works, right. dude. Like Gary Vee is an example of that. Like it does not work to be a sellout and be a piece of shit. It always comes back to you. So yeah. So yeah, like two or three projects. When, when it comes to influencing and stuff like that, uh, I, I uh, spoke to a couple. I, I found the guy on his Instagram. And I was like, hey, like, what are you getting paid uh, for a pro by a uh, NFT project right now? And he's like, about... 25 to 50,000 to, to run a promotion for them. What? And one promotion? 
Well, so uh, like a marketing schedule. Okay. Um. So I'm like, well, that's yeah. that's not too bad. But now yeah. I know everything that you're posting <laughs> is, is your. Well, one one thing it shows me is that projects got a lot of money to throw around, and I'm like, all right, that's interesting. That doesn't automatically mean it's bad, but like the they're throwing a lot of money in there to to get on your page. Yeah. Um, but when did you start seeing or hearing about that kind of money being thrown around in the um, TikTok, YouTube, and the world like that? I mean, I've always known that brand work and working with collabing with other companies. I didn't. I didn't realize the extent of how much. I mean, if you're if you're some dude with a million followers, like you can ask someone for a hundred thousand dollars for one video. Like those those numbers are like people on YouTube can be making up to a million dollars a month. Like that's not a joke. Yeah. It's not even far fetched. So I understand that part, and I know that NFT projects. If you mint an NFT project and there's ten thousand avatars and each one's going for anywhere from a hundred to four hundred dollars that's millions of dollars they're making right there. They're making, and right. they're going to spend some of that on influencing. And I understand all that for me, if they spend too much money, if, if I see that they're shilling, pro, like, uh, what's it called? Um, fuck, I can't remember the name. I roasted them on a last YouTube video. Jake Paul was a, a collaborator with them. Oh, eggs it, or Zootopia or something. So like it was that, some or... stupid fucking, pro, and it was, it was fine. But like, the main thing that, that I hated was, cool. it was, yeah, it was literally fine. I was like, look, you guys <laughs> just suck because you bought all these people thinking it's going to work. I'm like, yeah, it'll probably work for a week until they change their profile picture back to their fucking face. And then the project yeah. goes to zero. And so if I see a project focusing too much on that, even if they approach me and say, hey, we'll give you 50K to do this. I'm like, why? Like, yeah, I want to know why. Like, are you doing this for everybody? Why are you willing to just give me 50,000? I mean, they haven't yeah. done that. But if that's the thing, I'm going to be like, yo. Let me talk about the strategy. Let me make sure this is something legit and you're not just paying yeah. everybody here because that's not going to work. And like, I, I'm really just not in it for the, the quick, small little bags you can make here and there. Like yeah. it, that, that will not be anything compared to the amount of just like success you'll see if you stick to being who you, who you wanted to be from the beginning. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same. It, it, people don't understand. It's the same as you watch a commercial. Like I was watching a Pizza Hut commercial the other day. And I'm like, there's no way, like they just paid this celebrity probably so obvious to be hundred thousand dollars. And like, yeah. it's obvious there, but a lot of people don't see how obvious it is in the yeah. clips where they're like, oh, here's this team. Uh, here's why they're different. You should definitely go by them. And then they say generic professional athlete that is also involved with the program. Yeah. Um, so no, I mean, it, it's incredibly tough out there is, but another way that people are getting around it is saying like, oh, it's not sponsored. No, they're not paying me is they get on their whitelist and then they're just going to buy 10, 15 of them. And then as soon as it mints, they just sell for a yeah. massive profit. Yeah. And I hate it because like, I've just seen like I, my whole life, I've, I've been like an observer. I've been a loser for like most of my life. <laughs> so I would always watch people who weren't losers and be like, just watch them and just see what they're doing and like why. And I figured out like most people who are popular were insecure and just doing stupid shit. And now look where they are. All the cool people in high school are fucking dweebs now. The people who like stuck to their guns are good people, were nice. The nerds, those are the people killing it. Those are the people who are like, you know, like having like the best time in their life because they aren't like focusing on the stupid stuff. Like they're focusing on what matters. And it's just like, it's so painfully obvious when I see sellouts. It's so pain because I've seen it my whole life. I've watched YouTube yeah. my whole life. I can see when there's an ad. It's so obvious. And I'm just, I've always been like, dude, 
if I ever in my life had a platform or a community or supporters, that would be the last thing on my mind. Like, it doesn't even make sense to screw them over. Like, they're literally going to help you. So how in any way does a, a $20,000 bag help you in the long run? So for me, it's obvious. And that's why I talk about it on my videos. I'm like, look, with ads, like, there are certain things you can look for where if, if some of those check out, you like, you can pretty much bet it's, it's going to be an ad. I mean, 95% of shit on social media is paid stuff. It's, it's, it's just true. Yeah. So yeah. I just try no, to shed light on it. Yeah, absolutely. And so my, my wife's an influencer as well. Oh, no way. Like, really? Yeah. Well, so she, so cool. she, she's, uh, on Instagram and TikTok, but, um, it's, uh, we like to make the ads painfully obvious as like, yeah. Hey, obvious, like, it's sponsors, so on and so forth, but it really hasn't like, so she does cleaning and organizing and stuff like that. Um, and like, Hey, like, yes, we got this dishwasher for free, but we're going to tell you about it. Like yeah. what's good, what's bad and, and whatnot. But once again, for the crypto or NFTs, it's, that's it, not so much because everyone's trying to make a quick buck. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants that hundred X right away. Uh, is there anybody that you found either on TikTok, YouTube, or wherever, um, that's not just shilling every project out there, some people that, that you can trust? Uh, so yeah, um, so re real quick, I wanna hit on, I have no problem with people taking pro pay promotions. I will take pay promotions. I will do brand deals. I will do sponsors. I will do all those things, but it'll be yep. very, very known. It will be very, very just transparent. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yes. put some screenshots. Like when I do an ad, I'll have the screenshots of the conversation saying, this is what I'm getting. This is what the deal is. Let's do this. Right. I'll have all that out. And I, I'm going to communicate like before an ad because people get roasted. Like, oh my God, you're taking ads. Like I thought you were like, blah, blah. And now you're doing ads. It's like, dude, how else am I going to make money? Like, I'm going to be very transparent. It will not be right. some stupid thing. And so if, as long as you do that, I think there's no problem with that. But people who support you, who really fuck with you, those do who matter. Like your, your OG supporters, your people in yeah, your Discord. They want to see talking. you make money. Yeah, they, those are the people you care about. If there's people hating, like I just posted a doodles video. All the yeah. fucking doodles people who are who bought it, you know, the peak. Fuck this guy. He doesn't know he didn't do enough research. And then, dude, like the guy on the doodles team just reached out to me to do a podcast. I'm like, guy, it, you're mad because you bought and you're holding the bag still. Like, look, it, it doesn't right. matter. That's not where I put my self-worth from. It comes from me knowing that I'm a good person, that I'm trying, and that my supporters know who I really am. That's what matters. And then um, what you said with uh projects and or not projects with influencers uh who are trustworthy and whatever. I think January crypto, Tony Crypto um or i think his name is tony spark uh but you can find him on journey crypto at youtube uh he i think he i don't think i don't even know if he does paid promotions because he just doesn't need it right. but he's a he's a guy who is very 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 conservative um and it's just fair like it's just you watch him and you like you know it's genuine he has a very proven track record he's not an asshole he's not extravagant doing all this crazy stuff so i like journey crypto um and then projects i'm trying to think of, of influencers who do paid promotions that are that are trustworthy. I don't, I don't know which ones actually do, but I'm just gonna list a couple of YouTubers that I trust. Benjamin Cohen for any kind of technical analysis on YouTube for yeah. just crypto in general. He's amazing. He doesn't even do ad revenue on YouTube, which is unbelievable because he's making so much, yeah. so much content. He could be making millions of dollars doing it, but he doesn't. So I like that. He's very open about everything. And everyone who I fuck with, who I've seen long-term have gotten the type of community that I'm looking for. Not all these newbies screaming when moon, I don't care. Like, I don't, yeah, I'll take you, but like, that's not who I'm trying to impress. And I've seen the people that I want to be like, and those are my role models. Tom Dillion, yeah. Gary Vee, 
Benjamin Cohen, those people I want to be. So I got to do the things that they're doing and it makes sense. It works. So, yeah. and people who, and people fuck with them. So I, I Benjamin Cohen, Jenna crypto, um, Alex Becker. I like how he's very just direct. Um, I yeah. don't, he does not give a fuck. I like that he makes money somewhere else. So he's like, look, my YouTube videos are me just fucking around. He's like, treat it like I'm at a bar and I'm just talking shit. Yeah. And he's cool. I like that. He's just transparent and that's all it takes. And so there's only a few, there's only a few people on YouTube that I, uh, that I watch that I, I get that vibe from. I like the, uh, I like NFT. What is it? The NF, the nifty verse NFT verse on YouTube. I think, I think so. he's good. Yeah. I like him a lot. I like his demeanor. Um, one other guy that I know, I know does, he does mainly like flips and, uh, and whitelist competitions. His name's Dante Walker. I think okay. he's cool. I've only watched a few videos of him and sometimes he's a little bit late. Like I'll make, I don't even do flip calls that often, but I'm like, I'm like way before him. Like I'll, I'll make yeah. a call like a week before he does. And I'm like, bro, aren't you? But anyways, I, I don't want to talk shit. So like, I think he's good. I think he's genuine. I'm pretty sure he's genuine. He's very transparent about shit. So I'm going to assume he is that. So I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But besides that, that's that's probably it for for. Do you do you spend much time uh, consuming content on TikTok as far as NFTs and stuff like that goes, or you stay stay away from listening to those guys? TikTok, no. There's there's almost there's almost no information on TikTok that's going to help you. There you just don't have enough time. Like someone made someone commented on my video where like, are you going to start posting TikToks? And I was like, look, I'll do my thoughts. Like I'll, I'm not going to do clips though because I can't clip like you need to watch the whole video if you're going to learn. Right. Something. You can't learn about an MT project in one, one to three minutes. It's just not going to happen. Right. So for TikTok, it's all I see is calls. This buy this coin. If you had bought this coin last week, you would be up 500%. It's like, okay. And like, of course you can do that sometimes to just get some more followers, but if that's yeah. every video, then you're like, okay, now I got to wonder what your, what your goals are here, who you really are as a person. So mm -hmm. not, not much content consumed on TikTok on YouTube. I did, but as since I started picking up my content, I've realized like, I kind of, I, I, I understand the fundamentals. And when you get that shit, you realize everything else is noise. All the, yeah. the fucking, the bills that are coming out, the FUD, it's like, it is just noise. And when you mm -hmm. understand fundamentals, you understand strategy-based investing, sticking with your convictions because you believed in them and not changing them because of a news article that came out, you realize that's how you win long-term. Yeah. So, so when you were, when you're looking into a project, how much time do you think you're spending until you're going to make that buy, or what what does that look like for you? So if I'm especially for my technical analysis videos on my reviews, I spend anywhere from three to five hours just doxing everything. Yeah, I, I I go deep because for me for me it's only because I know if I buy this project, I'm more than likely never going to sell it. It's, it's a project that I'm like, okay, I want to rock this as an avatar in a future game setting. Like, I don't know if you saw the uh, the new Facebook meta video where they yeah. showed some, so it was cool. And I was like, okay, if, if it's anything like that, I need to be sure the NFTs I'm buying are going to help me some way in that world. Right. And for me, it's not about the money. I've already saw, I've already seen like my future. I'm like, look, if I continue this content thing, I don't need to worry about making flips on NFTs. So my, my, my stuff has changed. My priorities have changed. I'm looking to really do deep dives. I'm actually going to get probably more into the team because I've noticed on some of my videos, I rewatch my videos a lot to make sure I'm covering my bases. And I have noticed that when I do doxes of the team, I don't go deep enough into who each person is because sometimes I'm like, ah, like, oh, he's on this team, he's on that team, he looks good. And so I need yeah. to do more research on that part um, because that's such an integral part. It's, it's probably the most important part. So I'm going to spend more time on that. 
but typically three to five hours per project. And I, I spend a lot of time preparing for the videos. I get all my tabs up ready. So when I'm filming, I just go click, 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 click. I don't have a script. Yeah. I just, I remember what I'm going to say on each one, kind of what I think. And at the very end, I have like a word document summarizing all my thoughts, making sure I've hit all the things and then any extra things I can't find officially that might be my personal opinion. Um, but it, it's a, it's a quite a bit, it's a lot. It's a lot. Of, yeah, uh, no, research. that's amazing. I think that that's a lot more effort <laughs> than, <laughs> than a lot of people put in. It's a different type of content. I mean, even though you're, you're looking to make life-changing money or most people that are looking at these things, they're like, oh yeah, I, I read this one article or I did this, that, another thing. And it, 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 I appreciate it. You putting out such great content. Um, where can everyone uh, find you at? So you can find me at Twitter at Cade Bergman with two N's and I have my whole link, uh, pretty much all my, all my socials have my, my link tree and I have all my other accounts there. And then on YouTube, you can just type in Cade Bergman. It's pretty much Cade Bergman everywhere. Um, some of them have two N's on the back because the yeah. username was taken. Some don't just type in my name. You'll, you'll be able to find me. <laughs> awesome. Love it. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, man, hundred percent. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely.